And welcome, welcome to another episode of No More Leadership BS. I am Jeff Conroy from Conroy Leadership Consulting, and I am here with four other amazing humans. Miss Myra Hall. How are you, Myra? I am here and have my bells on. Is that what the bells are? Great. Yeah. (laughs) Next, we have Mr. (laughs) Geyer. Jeff Geyer, how you doing, brother? How is Hawaii? Hawaii was awesome. I I subscribed to the song called Hawaii, and the lyric is, I don't know why we ever left Hawaii. Yeah, cool story. Anyway, (laughs) Mr. McLaughlin, (laughs) McLaughlin, how are you, brother? It's approximately 37 degrees in my little man cave here, so I'm all bundled up and ready. I'm thinking about Hawaii, and I can't even imagine what it's like there. Yeah, And you look like Santa, so that's fantastic. Sammy, how are you, buddy? Doc? Super Sam. Things are going great, sir. Ready for Ex- you to lead us on this journey. Excellent. Before we start, how much did Santa Claus's sleigh cost? Absolutely nothing. It was on the house. Anyway, little January humor, looking back to December. A little. So what I want to do here is I want to play a game. <laughs> It's January. It's January. You're a you're a leader within an organization. You're just coming off 2023. You're having some trouble with your team and your organization, and you kind of want to change the culture within your organization. How do you do that? How do you do that? For someone who I have actually done that a few times, and I'm sure the four of you guys have also done that, I want to play a game and talk about what are the steps that need to be focused on in order to create change within your organization? I have created 10, count them, 10, 10 amazing steps that if you focus on and pay attention to them, you will start creating change within your organization. What you need to understand though, is changing the culture within your organization is like turning an aircraft carrier on a dime. It just doesn't happen. It takes time. Change takes time. It is a process. It's a process and it's important to be persistent and be patient. Remember the two P's, persistence and be patient. So I'm going to throw this out to the team. I have 10 steps on how to create change with your organization. What do you think is one of the steps? Revisit the values and mission. Yep. Values and mission. Excellent. We'll call that. Clear communication with goals and expectations. That's what we're going to call that one. You have to start with clearly defined goals. So you got to sit down with your team and you got to sit down and say, look, this is what we are and what we want to do. We want to create goals. We call them smart goals. They're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. I have a coaching client that I spoke with yesterday and I, I made the joke that 90% of the money is raised 24 hours before the turn-in. That's life. You have to have a time of when you want to do it. How many times have we said, hey, I need to get this project done? Who are you working with? I'm working with Geyer. Okay. Did you give him a deadline? No. Then if there's no deadline, there's no sense of urgency here. So it's got to be time bound. So yes, revisiting your, your goals and expectations and make sure you have clear, concise communication. Anybody else want to say anything about that? No, we still got nine to go. Excellent. Give me another one. How do you know where you want to go until you figure out where you're at? I would say that's awareness. Yeah. Awareness of that. Baseline. Look at the bread box. Conroy's looking at his list. 
Must we'll time. call that consistent accountability. A consistent <laughs> accountability. Hold team members accountable for their actions and behaviors. This includes following up on commitments and addressing behaviors that do not align with team's goals. When you're addressing with uh, a, a team's behaviors, do it then and in the moment. Don't wait for quarterly reviews or an annual review. <laughs> do it at, when it happens. Got to hold the people accountable for their goals and what they say they're going to do and make sure that they stay on track. What are some ways that we can do that? How do we hold people accountable? MBWA, managed by walking around. There you go, MBWA. What else you got? I was going to say that they have to have written, clear, and agreed upon job descriptions and Love goals that. and stuff like that. You can't, you should not, and we shouldn't should on people, but we, we shouldn't expect people to do things that they haven't agreed to do. Amen. How many people have we ever worked with that says, hey, I'm going to come up with a strategic plan or I'm going to come up with a plan for the team and then just write it up and then present it to the team where the team had no input? Yeah, I mean, we've done it, right? Buy it, everybody. I'm yeah. buy-in. Here we go. Yeah. Can't figure out, right, why it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. So how do you get buy-in? Involve folks in the process. Yeah, exactly. But Great. I, I thought it was to just let them know the beatings will continue until morale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And how well does that work? Yeah, that doesn't work. I, I, I think Sam's got a better idea. I do too. I think it's a lot more funner too. It's funner. For sure it's funner. All right. We've done clear, concise, clear communication and goals and expectations. Constant accountability. Give me another step to culture change within your organization. Reinforcement of positive behaviors. Oh, that's a good one. In we'll call that incentives and recognition. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly what I said. said. Same words and everything. Everything. <laughs> Implement a system to recognize and reward behaviors that align with the desired outcomes. This should be through formal recognition programs or informal acknowledgement in team meetings. I'm going to tell the story again that one of the best rewards I ever got is when I hit a goal. And I came home and my wife got a dozen roses from my boss saying how much we appreciate Jeff. That motivated me more than any Amazon gift card. That motivated me more than any handshake or plaque when my wife got recognized. That was amazing. Give me some rec recognition programs that you guys have seen that have really worked well. Ooh, the good banana. The what? The banana. It's a passed around. It's a literally a little golden banana that's passed around from cubicle to cubicle or group to group. When you recognize something positive in someone else, so it's the employees themselves are recognizing the good in each other for work done, attitude, you were there for me, just whatever it is, they always pass around. And the goal is to get it around the office as many times as possible. Love that. That's a fun one. Mr. Geyer, did you do any within your organization? Yeah, we did that. In, in lesson until your morale improves, we're just going to keep counting on the you. The beatings continue. The beatings continue. No, we did many different things. And I, th I think the one that just jumped to my mind, and it seems like maybe a crazy time to do it, but I think it worked out really well. We Let me take just a moment and describe it to you. We called it the gauntlet. And when employees decided to move on, and now we're not, I'm talking about the employees that were asked to go work somewhere else, but People that were making decisions to better their life and to better their family's life and those, they taken new jobs. Their last day there, when they had filled up their little box of, of their personal effects from their work area and stuff, and they were leaving, 
we got everybody that was available in the organization to create this gauntlet, just a, two rows of people. And the person leaving had to walk through this gauntlet and we were cheering and clapping and yahoo and throwing confetti. And there sometimes there were balloons. There were always tears and lots of hugs and that kind of stuff. And our goal was to show our appreciation for the work that people have done and everybody would see it. And the first time we did it, there was only a handful of people that showed up. But by the time I finished, and of course, the turnover in our organization was going down, so it didn't happen as, as often. But by the time I left that organization, we had 30, 40, 50 people sometimes in this gauntlet. And the departing employee was always in tears because they were just overwhelmed with, the, quite frankly, the love that our individual team members and the organization was showing for that like pretty cool. employee. And, um, I encourage everybody to put something like that in your organization because uh, it helps people and it recognizes their contributions. Before people left or if they just felt Weird. that and they, they like, what kind of environment would it be like to work in a place like that where you were celebrated or you were encouraged that way? And it That's wasn't right. when you left, but it was like, hey, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. You're a contributor. Yeah, that's a right. great one. That's, that's, awesome. a, that's a great point, Geoff. In fact, one of my favorite phrases to tell people, especially when I was leading big organizations, when I would interact with employees is to say exactly what you just said. Tell them, hey, man, I'm glad you are here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And some people go, oh, okay. And other people would look right at you and they go, really? You you really are? And I say, absolutely. And it gives you a chance to recognize their contribution their unique contribution to your organization. Yeah, that phrase, I'm glad you are here, is, is a good one. And I encourage everybody to use that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got seven more. So give me another one. Graceful well, response to errors or mistakes. Say that again. A graceful response to errors or mistakes. Ooh, that's a good one. We'll call that adaptability and flexibility. Oh, Excellent. Be open to adapting strategies based on feedback and changing circumstances. Engage or encourage the team to be flexible and to approach challenges with the same problem-solving mindset. You have to be nimble enough to change, to pivot, to stick and move, to throw the screen when you need to, to do that because change takes time. Things happen when change happens. People are going to fight it. People don't mind change. They just don't want to be changed. Duh. You got to remember that. Give me your input on that. Adaptability and flexibility. When have we had to deal with that daily? Well, I mean, let's look at COVID. Let's look at what happened at COVID. How many businesses had to be nimble enough to say, okay, everyone's going to work from home. Or you're changing your accountability standards. You're changing your timelines, but you still have to do business and you still have to make money and people still have to work. And so how do you do it? How do you get your time cards in? How do you send the schedules out? If you were a hard copy company, you did a, a quick, nimble pivot, didn't you? Yeah. Give me another one. I'll give you one. Build Building trust and team co cohesion. Foster a team culture based on trust, mutual respect, and collaboration. Team building activities and open communication can strengthen the bond amongst team members. So I was just going to say that. When creating a cultural change within an organization, I've always believed in the do what you say you're going to do. When I took over a nonprofit, I can't say take over. When I became the executive director of a nonprofit, <laughs> I actually had a, a board member telling me, why are we resetting the lawn chairs on the deck of the Titanic? And that was a hold my beer moment for me. And mm -hmm. they're still around. I took that personally. It's just, 
you got to build that team atmosphere. And the way that was done is I created team. I created camaraderie. I created a group of people of like mind to, to talk vision and how do we move forward? And that just became infectious. And that's how culture change happens. It becomes infectious. Anyone else? Do you want to add, add anything to that? Yep, that seems to make sense. There Clear could be a really systems cool. and processes. Systems Ooh. and processes. Good answer. Good answer. Come on. Show us we'll call that, processes. We'll call that training and development. Awesome. Training and development. Identify skill gaps that might be hindering the desired behavior change. Offer training and develop opportunities to help team members acquire necessary skills and knowledge. What say you about that? Oh, man, I literally just watched this happen this week where an employee at a, a friend's place of work was fired because that the training process was lacking. They were not told how to put in absences in the system. And so they had three absences and they're like, yep, you're fired now. And she's wait, what? They're like, yeah, you didn't put it in. So you're fired. She's that was never explained. And so it was like an eye-opening moment of if you have the training and the processes and procedures in place, people know what you expect of them and then they can rise to that expectation. It's not rocket surgery. You can't get mad at the players if they don't know the rules of the game. Exactly. You can't get mad at the players if they don't know the rules of the game. So you got to have training. If you want to have change, you got to train for that change. Anybody else? We got one, two, three, four, five. We're halfway there. Da, da, da. I'm going to say, know where you're headed. Oh, know where you have a vision. Yeah, yeah. That we'll call that feed feedback and open dialogue. That's a, I didn't see that one nah. coming at all. No, so the cultural change. The, to me, the cultural change begins with the vision. The cultural change begins with standing in front of the group and saying, "This is where we're going, and this is the vision I see." And I and to sell that vision and create excitement around that vision. I 100% agree. That's the starting point. I also believe that feedback and open dialogue for me is paramount on that because you got to, what's Sam always say, foster an environment for change, but you got to foster a culture of open dialogue. If people don't feel comfortable enough to come talk to you and to openly share, you're not going to change. You need to have that. So encourage Jeff, an environment. Yes. Yeah, I just want to add, I, I said that because I had a leader once that got bored easily. And every year he'd come up with this new idea, this new wonderful, take us in a different direction and we were going to do this. And then at the end of the year, that didn't work. So he came up with something else and he was changing for change's sake. Yeah. And not for growth yeah. and not for the betterment of the individual team members. Yeah. And pretty soon after a couple of years, people started falling off. Yeah. So that's why I said, be able to get the why behind it. Know where you're headed. And, and it's not like you can't tweak that as you're yeah. going. It's hard to follow a meandering stream. It just is. And yeah. with no idea where your, your target is. Yeah. So as a parent, and we're all parents. I never understood parents. If a kid's asking their parent, why are we doing this? And the parent just kicks back because I said so. I never understood that. I always did the, Myra just said, did the why behind it because this is what will happen. Or because my, my son, when he was two years old, we were at a booth and they were back to back booths and my son was kicking the booth. And I said, stop doing that. And he said, why? And I said, because the people behind you are feeling that. 
and you're basically kicking them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, same thing, same thing goes for leaders. When you want something done and you want change, and you and explain to them why it it happens. It's not, don't ever do the I'm the CEO. It's because I said so. That's a great way to get buy-in. It's a great way to get buy-in. You, you become very authoritarian. In the interest of time, I'm going to let you guys off the hook because I know you guys are just clamoring to hear the last few. You ready? Ready. All right. Got to assess the current behaviors. You got to sit down and say, okay, what are we doing right now that's working? What are we doing right now that is not working? Before you start implementing the change, you've got to know where you're at. Can't make change if you don't know where you're at currently. The next one is model of behavior. Model of proper behavior. As a leader, you got to demonstrate what you want. If you, if you, if you want people to quit acting a certain way, you do not act that way. Model that behavior. Two of the important ones, build trust and team cohesion. Build team. I find that to be fun. Building team, building an excitement around a project, building an excitement around a mission is fun. So you want to bring people of like mind, fill those gaps with people, know your deficits, bring people in that fill those deficits. And then the other one is you want to build an environment where you are constantly raising that bar. Once you start settling for mediocrity, you're lowering the standards of your company. Keep those bars up. Keep your expectations because behavior and culture take time. Persistence and patience. Remember that. So our 10 things to keep in mind when creating a culture change within an organization is clear communications of goals and expectations, assessment of the current behaviors, knowing where you're at, behavior modeling or modeling your behavior, training and development, incentives and recognition, celebrate the wins, consistent accountability, adaptability and flexibility, building trust and team cohesion, and continuous improvement. Celebrate the small wins, have fun while you're doing it, but keep the bar raised. Is anybody like to add anything to this? I have one addition. And yes. that is anytime you're going to promote or propose change, there's going to be people who are defensive. So why I'm bringing this up is because things may have been going, could continue that path and be fine. But the goal to improve forces a little bit of a, a tweak. So letting folks know that there's no foul here, unless there is, of course, we call it out, but nobody's wrong. Nobody did anything bad. And also I see a vision for how we can even get better. And so bringing people on from the very beginning, that this isn't a result of your underperformance, but a result of, I would do a little bit better. And they'll yep. be more likely yep. to get on board more quickly. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You don't need to make people defensive. Now, you may have people on your team that aren't pushing the company line, and it might be sure. time to ask them to find their happiness elsewhere. I hear the grass is greener over there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So as we end this episode of No More Leadership BS, please remember that you can email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. We will respond, and you can even text us at nine. Yes, text us at 986-213-0621. 986-213-0621. 
Guys, it's a pleasure chatting with you again, and I look forward to our next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions, again, email us or text us. Until next time, we are Jeff, 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 Myra, and Dr. Sam and the No More Leadership BS crew. You guys have a great week. See you next week. All right. Bye. 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 Letterbox. Bye.